here I am, and there you are. At the time I am recording this, it has been nearly a full year since we first went into shutdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, these strange and unfortunate circumstances have meant that we can no longer record our show in front of a live audience. Nature finds a way, as the saying goes, and we have indeed found a way, as it is in our nature to craft audio delight full of suspense and tingly sensations. It's what you've come to expect from our creative cadre of thrill-makers. We continue to work tirelessly as we painstakingly sew together remote recordings and weave them into audio amusements in spite of our lament for the ways of our live show days. This is the first installment in a series of four all-new original plays we call 1918-2020. Each episode will journey back and forth between two different times and two different diseases that, as you shall soon learn, are not so different after all. It's me, C.W.C. Wolsey, your calm in the storm, your canary in the coal mine, your voice of reason ready to vaccinate the virus of pandemic panic. I am proud to pen this weekly editorial as presented by the New York Gazette Post-Tribune Globe, America's finest and most historically accurate periodical paper. I call this column the Pandemic Log, or Flog wherein I, C.W.C. Wolsey, will deliver you tips, tricks, and sound advice to thrive in these trying times. Are you searching for ways to fill the long days now that the Spanish flu, or as the government likes to call it, COVID-1, has forced us all to stay inside? Sure, normally we'd all be baking sourdough bread and canning our seasonal jams, but with all the extra time on our hands, why not try taking a modern 1918 recipe and doing it yourself? My favorite quarantine-from-scratch baked good is a buttermilk and stewed prune hard cake. That's right, you can toss out all those prepared ingredients like flour, prunes, old milk, water, early rutabaga, and of course, hot lard. The hotter, the better. Believe me, once you mill the flour yourself, you'll never go back to pre-milled flour again. To do this, you'll simply chop down a few trees, build a small mill on the edge of a river, find two smooth, flat stones. Those are your milling stones. And then harvest a basket filled with wheat. In only a few weeks' time, you'll have the freshest and most delicious flour you've ever tasted. Your cake will be harder than ever. From there on out, just follow these easy steps. Plant your prune seeds. Grow them, pick them, dry them, stew them. While your prunes are stewing, you'll want to plant, grow, and gently pluck your rutabagas. Then, butcher your fatted sow. Drain the lard. Throw the rest away. Bring it to a boil. Add your ingredients. And bake until it's harder than Woodrow Wilson's position on suffragettes. Delicious! I'm C.W.C. Wolsey, and this has been another entry into the pandemic log. This is the story of two remarkably similar events separated by an ocean of time. 
yet still connected by the mysterious tissue of human nature, tainted by disease. Disease of the body, the mind, and the soul. A sickness that travels and spreads with a ferocious velocity. Who knows when it might come tapping at your window. Okay, that's someone we know. That's the knock. Ah, so the entertainment has finally arrived, ah! <laughs> hey, Buzz, I think we could all use a laugh at your expense. Maybe we could put it towards your very overextended tab. Come on in here before I change my mind. Wait a sec, who's this guy with you? Climbed out of the clown car with you, did he? Ah, whatever. Just hurry inside before someone sees us already, come on. Have a seat, gents. Yeah, yeah, I already know what you're gonna ask. Yeah, you could smoke in here. As a matter of fact, I think I'll join you. Give me one of yours, Buzz, I'm all out. Oh, come on, what's with the face? I let you in here, didn't I? I let you in here, the only bar you could step inside without... Hey, you won't let me bum one crummy cigarette? Really? Come on, you lousy ingrate. Thanks, pal. Now light me. Hey, where do you think you're going? The bathroom is closed, guy. Unless you're just taking a whiz. Why? Because we're all out of toilet paper is why. Everyone's out of toilet paper. Haven't you watched the news? There's a big TP shortage. It's so weird. It's sold out everywhere. What that has to do with a virus is anybody's guess. Panic buying. Stupidest thing I ever heard. Stop panicking, for Christ's sakes. Well, all I got is whatever's left of these cocktail napkins. No, no you can't use them for that. So, what can I get you? What are we drinking? Stupid question, right? How many years I know you, Buzz? That's right, you're too old to remember. <laughs> now tell me, who says bars are not an essential service? Up there's essential service. <laughs> I mean, who gets to decide that? Really? I'm not essential? You're not essential? Who's essential? You're telling me that I'm less essential than the pimple-faced moron who loads up produce in a grocery sack? Stupidest thing I ever... You know what? You know what, Buzz? This virus? Let me tell you something. You notice? You have noticed, huh? Everybody's got it, yet nobody's got it. It's funny, right? Nobody I know, at least. Well, not that I know too many people besides you and the other stumble bums that hang out in here. But still, where's all the carnage they keep talking about? I don't know about you, but I'm starting to have my doubts. Truth be told, I had him since this whole mess started. Well, they say it's really not all that different from the flu. I mean, most people get it when they have a 99% chance of surviving, right? It's the old and sick people who have to look out, right? I mean, I'm 55, but look at me. I have the heart of a college freshman. I live a... Eh, it's another story. How old are you, Buzz? 62, right? Well, you always look 62 even when you first started coming in here 20 years ago. Sorry, man. You just got one of those faces. Yeah, probably outlive us all, so you could take good comfort in that. <laughs> yeah. You're 62. I'm 55. Good for us, right? Gotta feel bad for those old people. <coughs> and St. Patrick's Day? Really? They make us shut the bars down right before St. Patty's Day? <laughs> That's like laying off people at Christmas. Totally. <coughs> hey, you hear that? Hey, whoever that is, cover your mouth. 
Did you just hear what I said? I said... Okay, who is that? I know it's not you, Buzz. Who is that? Is it you? You? Whoever's doing that coughing, you need to get the hell out of here. That's the door right there. Who the hell is doing that? Okay, okay, I get it. It's a joke. Okay, joke's over. Whoever's doing that, quit it. Now. I said quit it. Quit it. Quit it! God damn it, I said stop! What just happened there? You saw that, right? Right, Buzz? Nobody was within 10 feet of that cash register, and it just... It, it just... Buzz. Anybody? Can anybody tell me what just happened? some more of this camphor on your chest. There, there. Your Joelle is here with you. You're home again with me now. Back where you belong. Let me help you. There, there. Don't resist, my dear. Sit up. Just a little. Do it for me, would you? Good man. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's spread that in. Breathe it in nice and deep. There. Better? Oh. How it tears my heart to see you struggle so. To come home from one war only to end up in another. Nothing could be more terrifying than those German shells exploding all around you. But by God's grace, you are still in one piece. <coughs> oh, how my hands would tremble for hours after reading the letters you sent home. But now you must face this new enemy. <coughs> An enemy we can't see. It's been a month of such terrible heartbreak. Maxine has passed. To think she was alive and healthy without a worry in the world only a week ago. Dr. Ernest says it doesn't look good for Avery Hardy either. What will Mrs. Hardy do? She has no one else. She is feeble. Avery cares for her, but how can he do that now? She can't take the cable car by herself. And little Joe. Poor, poor little Joe. He begged his papa not to send him on his paper route, but now, now his papa sits by his bedside, praying through his tears. Can you imagine the guilt he must feel as a parent? I cannot. Not all of his praying can help him now, though. It's too much to bear. 
And now you, my dear. You, my brave soldier. But you know, Martin, dear, not to pour salt on an open wound, but it didn't have to be this way. All you had to do was stay here, stay here with me, stay inside and away from all those people. I truly doubt you would be lying here fighting for your... <coughs> You've always been running from something. <coughs> running from me, it seems. I thought being apart for so long might have changed you, but no. You are still as far away as ever. When you came home, I thought you were glad to see me. I really did. But as I always have, your eyes gave you away. Were you looking through me or past me? Or is it possible that you feel actual guilt for what you have done? I cannot say. I am supposed to be the one closest to you, yet, after all this time, I realize that I may have devoted all of my being, my body and my soul, to a total stranger. What were you looking for away from here? What could have given you greater comfort than me? Did you really think you would find it in that dingy and depraved little tavern? Who or what was waiting for you there? I think I can tell you. You're choking on it right now. You could have at least worn a mask. Jesus. There goes another ambulance. I don't think I ever heard so many sirens at once. Hey, who else wants another drink? I think I need one. Now one more time. What the hell just happened here? Where was that noise coming from? That coughing guy? Who was doing that? And what was with the cash register? I've been here almost 20 years and I've never seen that happen soused or sober. Oh, great. Oh, who is that? That's not our knock. Everybody quiet. Shh. Okay, that's definitely not our knock. Who the hell is that? Jeez, I hope it's not someone from the liquor authority. Tommy Falone down at the precinct swore we wouldn't have any trouble. He better not have been feeding me a bunch of BS. <sighs> not answering it. Sorry, pal. Move along. Just move along. Okay, I think he took the hint. Loser. Now where were we? Oh yeah. Scumbags. We don't need no trouble around here. There's never been trouble around here. We've always worked hard to make sure it stays that way. Even if a few skulls have to get cracked every now and then, you know? 
This bar has been here over a hundred years. And you know what the secret to its longevity is? Why all the other places have come and gone while this bar is tougher to remove than a barnacle off a whale's teeth? We don't have any trouble. We pay a premium to keep it that way, too. Christ. No, dear. Not exactly what I would call happy hour at this old dive bar. We'll keep your tab open just the same. I'm back, dear. Your Joel is still here. Don't worry, I haven't abandoned you. Just checking in. I thought a little soft music couldn't hurt. A little something soothing to help pass the time. Something to cut through the darkness. Pretty tune, isn't it? If not a bit melancholy. But I like that in a song. Something that makes you happy and sad at the same time. Kind of like you. <coughs> you seem weak, darling. I hate to see you this way. I know it's hard for you to be cooped up in here all alone. But you must understand the need for you to quarantine. It's for your good as well as mine. I know you would love nothing more than to roam. Perhaps run off to that tavern of yours. But you don't have the strength, do you? It's better that you rest. I can see it in your eyes. Even now, you want to slip away. If you had the strength to stand, I'm sure you'd try. How long has it been since you had a drink? You want one so badly, don't you? Well, you can't. That's all there is to it. You know, none of the men in my life ever drank. Not Papa, my brother Scott, Uncle Johnny, Dan Milstern, Toby Rogers. Not one of them. They never drank. And they never raised their hand to me either. <laughs> Maybe when you get your voice back, you'll explain. Maybe you'll tell me. There was someone you were meeting at that tavern. I wonder if you'll ever tell me.
Who could that be? I'm not answering it. Sorry. Nobody's here. Called back during our regular hours. <laughs> not answering it. Don't bother. Barbara? It's Jerry. What's up? What? 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 Gee, I'm sorry, Bob. Please, keep me posted. I mean it. All right, hon. Thanks for letting me know. Bye. Jesus. It's Frank. Yeah, our Frank. He's been taken to the hospital. Bob can't even go with him. They won't let her. It looks like he might have it. All right, all right, everybody. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm closing up for tonight. Last call, everybody. Yeah, even you, Buzz. I'm sorry. Let's raise one for Frank. Then let's wrap it up. This is getting to be too much for me right now. Besides, I'm not feeling so hot myself at the moment. Hello, Martin. It's me, Joelle. I've hoped against hope. I've prayed for guidance. I've prayed for you and for me. I've prayed and prayed and prayed, but it doesn't seem to do any good. I know what you've done. I've known all along. I was hoping you would just find the courage to confess it to me. But now it is I who has a confession for you. <sighs> I know all about the tavern. I know what you did there. How do I know? I saw it with my own eyes. I followed you there one night. I went around the back to the window. I stood on a crate and peeked inside into the washroom. I have not slept soundly ever since. I ran the moment it craned its neck and it leered at me with its diseased yellow eyes. That's how you got it, Martin. You got it from that thing. The disease itself. And ever since... You have passed it to everyone in this town. Maxine, Avery Hardy, Little Joe. Little Joe. You were the first to get it. Now they all have it. All because of you, dear. But do you care? Do you show any remorse at all? I have not seen it. You know... I told Dr. Ernest that you were feeling better, that you were improving, that you and I both know that is not true. This is the end. Ever since you came down with the influenza, while you've been in my care, I have done everything in my power to see to it that you do not recover, that the wickedness in your heart rots with the rest of you that you not be able to spread the disease any further. 
I've starved you. The water you've been drinking is contaminated. I've relished watching you squirm and convulse as your body cries out for the taste of rye whiskey and gin, while at the same time the influenza tears you apart from within your breast. Your home has been this windowless room for the last three weeks, and I have held the key to the door. Your tavern is out of reach. No one, not even that thing, can enter. Today is the day. Your last day. Your final hour. I can sense it. I can feel it. And now I want to see it happen with my own eyes. Slowly. And with all the burning anguish that you so justly deserve. Jesus! There it is again! Hey, who's in the bathroom? For Christ's sakes, I thought I kicked everybody out of here. Oh. Don't tell me there's a straggler. Look, we don't have problems here. Don't be a problem, buddy. Oh, come on now. Oh, that's not the secret knock. Who is that? Jeez, you're kidding me. Okay, Bob. Gonna have to call you a little later. I have a problem here. I've asked you nicely, pal. You're making me ask you more than once. Open this door right now. Okay, what's it gonna be? I'm done asking now. Last thing I need is you spreading this virus crap all over my... Did you hear what I said? We're closed. Closed. Okay, idiot. I'm giving you till the count of five. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. All right, I hope you... The parallels between the 1918 and 2020 pandemics are very interesting, to say the least. Both pandemics drove society to a screeching halt. Hospitals dangerously overwhelmed. Local businesses and workplaces shut down. Large gatherings, suddenly something to avoid. People who wore masks found themselves less at risk. Those who did not only exacerbated the problem. If we choose to, we can learn a lot from the tragedy of the 1918 pandemic. The president at the time, Woodrow Wilson, chose to downplay the deadly illness. In fact, he never once addressed the public about it. 
and over half a million Americans died as a result. Later, in 1919, Wilson actually caught it himself. His administration also failed to share that fact with the public. It seems we now find ourselves tragically bearing witness to history repeating itself. Hello, dear readers. It's me, C.W.C. Wolsey, with this week's pandemic log. Now that the Spanish flu, or as I like to call it, the Castilian cough, has forced us all to quarantine, are you searching for smug ways to tell your friends how you're going to use all this free time to better yourself? I personally am planning on signaling my superiority by catching up on the classic cinema. I'm going to watch all the classic films from the dawn of the medium to today's modern 1918 classics. Now, I've already seen two, so I have eight to go. Since all the theaters are closed, I'm going to watch these films in the comfort of my own home using a new technology I've invented called the VHS method. VHS stands for Victor, Hollister, and Santiago, which are three of my least favorite servants. Now, I call it VHS, but you can name it after whatever household staff you have lying around. So, I have Victor hold up a large white sheet, Hollister cranks the projection device, and Santiago plays the organ. I even have my wife set up an overpriced concession stand. Two cents for popcorn. Who am I? Andrew Carnegie? No, I'm not. I'm C.W.C. Wolsey, and this has been another entry into the pandemic law. And that was The Tavern. The actors featured in this episode include Michael Pate as Jerry and Mary Murphy as Joelle. The Tavern was written by Sylvan Sandovar and co-directed by Gustavo Rodriguez and Ali Silva. Fireside Mystery Theatre is produced by Gustavo Rodriguez and me for Fireside Mystery Productions. Music for this episode was performed by Nico Slater. Liz Lizer is our operations guru. Casey LaForest is our social media maven. Faith Johnson is our production coordinator. Jason Graves composed our theme music. I manage our audio production, post-production, and sound design with additional sound design by Ricardo Delgado. A tremendous amount of work goes into creating and crafting every episode of Fireside Mystery Theater. And no doubt we do it because we love it. But it's the support of our Patreon patrons that helps us to grow and to sustain those efforts. Our patrons put the fuel in our tanks to keep our engines running. If you are already an FMT Patreon patron, you will always be our hero. And I assure you, as our hero, you will never be unsung. If you're not yet a patron, but toying with the idea, go ahead and sign up today. It's easy and the perks are sweet. Just go to patreon.com slash fireside mystery theater or follow the links from our website. We have all kinds of rewards, including our latest ad-free episodes as a bonus for $5 or more per month patrons. We are immensely grateful for any support you can give to help us keep the embers of our fireside flickering. 
It just so happens we've got a new hero whose praises must be sung loud and proud. Don't worry, I won't actually sing it. I'll just say it. Ursula Stuby is the newest member of our esteemed Patreon coterie. Not only are we over the moon to have your patronage, Ursula, we are grateful and honored you have shared your brilliant artistry with our fireside juggernaut. Listeners, if you follow our Instagram, you've already seen Ursula's wizardry in her fantastic illustration of La Maupin from our She's a Killer Queen series. Check out her other amazing work on Instagram at Ursula.Clara and her brilliant ceramic work at UrsulaStuby.com. We know times are indeed financially strained for many of us, but there is still a way to support us that doesn't cost a penny. A kind rating and review not only thrills us to no end, it also gives us a boost in podcasting world ways that we don't even fully understand. And we absolutely ride high on the ego boost too. Do it on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and totally make our day. Coming up next from Fireside Mystery Theater, navigating life during a pandemic is difficult, to say the least. It's even harder when you're also managing the roller coaster of a tense relationship. Don't miss the next installment in our 1918-2020 series, Lovesick. Coming soon, we promise. Dear listeners, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy. Remember to wear your mask over your mouth and nose, and always to mind the shadows. Thank you.